breaking news here on Locked On Pac-12. Herm Edwards is out as the Arizona State football coach. We're doing a little emergency 10-minute or so pod with Richie Bradshaw of Locked On Sun Devils. Richie, this is uh, a move that I think a lot of ASU fans have wanted for perhaps more than a year. He was the betting favorite to be fired first in the Pac-12 before the season began. He has been let go first. It was a calamitous, disastrous, no good, very bad, awful game on Saturday at Eastern Michigan that ultimately got him the boot. And look, what what was your reaction when you first heard the news? Well, dude, I'll tell you what, right off the bat, uh, I don't think you had enough descriptive details to talk about how bad that loss was against Eastern Michigan. I mean, that just... You called it, by the way. You came on this show on Trap Thursday, and I didn't have it as a potential trap game. And you said, I'm, I'm telling you, look at Eastern Michigan here. I could see him. They might need to be on upset alert. Here we are, Richie. You look pretty darn smart right now. Every once in a while. Now, that's funny. I got I got to share that to the Eastern Michigan fans who were ripping me apart on my podcast saying that I was being condescending towards their team and just be like, maybe, uh, maybe do some more research before you just come to my podcast. But hey, thanks for the click. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, no, it was it was a bad loss. You got absolutely outcoached, outplayed, outmaneuvered. And I thought it was interesting in the press conference that Herm tried to uh, defect away from a comment about the coaching not being good enough by saying it's just a whole team effort. So it felt like Herm last night during the press conference kind of knew the writing was on the wall. This didn't feel like an overly surprising move. I know that me and you were talking off mic about whether or not this was going to end up being the dagger or the final nail in the coffin for Herm's stint with Arizona State. And that's exactly what it ended up being. So. You know, I'm not somebody who likes to call for people's jobs. I'm not going to sit here and say this person needs to be fired uh, as best I can, at least. But this was definitely a move that was long coming for Arizona State. You know, you wish you didn't have to do it three weeks into a a new season, but it's just it, it was something that had to be done eventually. Probably best that you rip off this Band-Aid sooner rather than later and get ready to move forward. He felt like he was on thin ice coming into the year. I, I think we all understood that for for the most part. And when you lose as a 20-point home favorite in a game where uh, some of the ASU students, unfortunately, started leaving early because they saw what was going on. And, you know, frankly, I, I, I can't totally blame them. And I'm very anti, you know, fans leaving early, like very, Same. very against it. Um, I don't out. think they were clearing out until, you know, the game was actually decided but you know the fact that that took place I, I I really didn't think they could lose this game I know they had a tumultuous offseason lost a lot of talent but they brought in a lot of talent too and ultimately I think we'll look back and say yeah he didn't have his job for longer because he just couldn't make the newcomers click Emory Jones has not looked good the offense hasn't uh, been working very well. The defense couldn't stop the run. I mean, it was all too telling that that game ended with a third and 18. Everyone knows Eastern Michigan's running the ball. Game's already over, and Michigan, Eastern Michigan picks up the first down on third and 18. Like, that was the story of the game, and I think the story of this, uh, this rapid demise here for Herman 2022 is that he just couldn't make the new pieces click together like they needed to. 100%. And, I mean, remember... Uh, This was a guy who, when he was hired, 
it, it felt like a weird hire at the time because he had been out of coaching and he was an analyst for so long. But there was a lot of people that were saying, you know, this guy's played in the NFL for a while. He had good success in the NFL, not just as a coach, but as a player too. So everyone was kind of on the mentality of this guy can come into your living room, sit down with a 17, 18 year old kid and his parents and say, Hey, you know, I got a track record. I know how to get you to the NFL. You come to Arizona state. I'm going to prepare you. We're going to get you that next step. And admittedly, Arizona state has sent a nice handful of kids to the pros, but I mean, almost in spite of Herm, like it doesn't feel like Herm has taken one specific player and truly groomed him into being an NFL caliber guy. And I'm not blaming the players. I truly think that this is a coaching issue. I, I feel like Herm just ultimately didn't grasp the college game of it all. I feel like he just needed to actually, you know, put put to, put everything together. And it just felt like that was not the case for him. Feels like he was just always an awkward fit for the college game. Despite the fact that he really only technically had one losing year, which was this season. Other than that, I mean, he was 26 and 20. He's one and two in bowl games. He had a positive record in conference, but none of that is good enough for Arizona State. I mean, we don't have Alabama expectations, and you're falling short of our expectations. That's that is not a great look. Yeah, and coming into this season, you know, it had never been a disaster, right? right. We talked about that coming into this year. Like, I could have seen Arizona State winning eight games this year. I also could have seen them winning three. It sounds like they're headed towards the latter. Like they were the biggest mystery. And this is why, because you had this dark cloud looming over the program of, well, is Herm just going to end up getting fired after a disaster? And the reason they made the change now, and I agree it needed to happen, you know, once this loss took place, I think if he'd won, he'd still have his job and he, and he should have and such because there was still a potential for a decent year. But the schedule is about to get really, really tough. And the Three thing straight that, games against ranked Pac-12 teams. Yeah. You know, Utah's really good. Washington is humming and USC is, you know, I don't feel good all, about that upset pick anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah. lie. I don't feel very yeah, good about I think, that one. I think, I think that's one where it's acceptable to change your prediction there when new information <laughs> comes to pass. But in the four years prior, since Herm uh, you know, got the ASU job down there in Tempe, it was never great, but it was never incompetent. And the reason they made right. the switch now is that you watch that game and you thought they don't have a feel for what they're doing as a football team. It just... It like I said, it just it it never clicked. It never really resonated with the team that this should have been a competitive football team. You know, last year we went in with expectations to win the Pac-12. There was there was so much talent. There was so much seniority on the team. Everyone felt like they were buying in, and the coaching was the biggest issue. It felt like it just constantly felt like the 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 guys up front were just unable to put together a good game plan and a good game script for 60 minutes. I mean, I think about that Utah game a lot where you got shut out in the second half when you were in Salt Lake city. And that was a good looking game for you. There were just so many instances of that last year and looking at this year, I mean, it started off slow against NAU. It, it started off really, really slow against NAU and you picked it up admittedly. And you looked really good for that game. But then you look at Oklahoma state, look at the game plan. They had no idea how to play that football game. The defense was doing everything it could, and the offense had no idea what was going on. And then this week, I mean, you just 
you got caught with your pants around your ankles. Just call a spade a spade, as a famous Richie Bradshaw said many a times. It's it's just it's so gosh darn frustrating because this team should be good enough to be bowl eligible. Six wins, seven wins. And like you said, I I did an emergency podcast earlier for the Locked on Sun Devils, and I, I really quick looked at the rest of the schedule. There is not a single game I am comfortable with for the rest of the year. If if I had to choose any wins, it's Colorado and U of A. <laughs> and I don't feel good about either of those. Especially I wouldn't, feel, I wouldn't feel good about Jayden, U of A. No, with the way Jaden Delore is playing right now, yeah. And they got something to play for. I mean, how how much like confidence would that give U of A? Let's say ASU goes into that game on like the what would that end up being like an eight game losing streak or something like that. And then you have this opportunity to sink your in-state rival to the same fate that you had last year when you were one and 11 and then sink Arizona state to one and 11. U of A has got a lot of motivation for the remainder of the year and Arizona state. It, it feels like this is a defeated team at this point. I I don't know what to expect. It's not going to be much. I will tell you more than likely, unless they just, come alive under Sean Aguano, who's the running back head coach who has been named the interim coach, unless they just come alive under here, under under him, I don't know if I'm picking ASU to win any more games this year. It's going to be difficult. We will be looking at all of it, and we will get into more of this on Tuesday's episode of the show, which is why you should like and subscribe if you have not already, wherever you're listening or watching. Richie Bradshaw will be back for that, and it'll be a uh, we'll be talking about the the bottom dwellers of the Pac-12 here in 2022. ASU uh, misery has misery loves company, right? And uh, they may may very well have some. We'll tell you who, but we'll see you then on Tuesday. Richie, thanks for hopping on, man, and I'll talk to you soon. My pleasure, Spencer. Appreciate everyone listening. See you next time. Have a wonderful rest of your day.